Welcome back to Hormone Training. I'm JDIA, and you're here for some science shit. And our science segment is where we, I mostly, break down any sort of question that is either audience submitted or something that I'm very curious about. And one thing that one of my roommates told me, which I was kind of like, wait, what the fuck? He was like telling me about how, like, did you see this like TikTok where they said like plants can see? So I was like, well, I don't know what they can see because I don't have any eyes. And then, of course, he didn't explain it. So I couldn't find this TikTok. So who knows what happened to it? But it made me think like, okay, what do people know about plants when it comes to the language that they speak? Because you see plants as just some like dumb green thing that just sits there and does nothing. But actually, there's a lot going on with the plant. There's a lot of things that we don't even know that's going on with the plant that can be translated into language because language is just a way that you transfer information from one thing to another. doesn't mean that everyone does it by voice, but plants do communicate with each other and they have a whole range of things that they have to talk with, not just with them themselves, but also with other plants around them because bitch, they can't move. So they're very limited in what they can do. So I was just like, you know what? Let me do like a little mini episode about how plants communicate when they're scared or when they're being hurt because there is like a whole like subsection of this topic that like I'm definitely going to get into later because I saved all the videos for it because plants can talk through the air, but they also talk through their root system and not just through their roots, but with the fungi that live with the roots. That's like the mushrooms and stuff. They actually help carry a lot of information between plants. So I think that's very interesting. Um, but that's like its own separate topic because bitch it's like a whole thing so what i want to do if plants can feel pain or like emotion so i wanted to kind of throw out some little things that i learned and just like make an episode about it so we're gonna talk about the chemical that plants be farting out everywhere to get their little alarm bells off um i'm gonna talk about the mimosa plant which is a really cool moving plant um, as well as the Venus flytrap, because one of the videos that I saw was like specifically about the Venus flytrap, so I thought that was a really interesting topic. And then just like wrap everything up with like, do they even have brains? Like, is it a brain or what is it? So let's get into it. That plants are able to speak, but we only know a few words. So most of the vocabulary that plants use are chemicals. And one of the ones I'm going to be specifically talking about are called volatile chemicals. So um, we hear volatile, it sounds kind of like, I don't know, kind of bad and naughty. But actually, for a chemical to be volatile, it must be able to become vapor, aka gas, more quickly than other substances. And one of the examples that um, was given was water and rubbing alcohol. Let's say you have a drop of water on the counter and you have a drop of rubbing alcohol. The drop of water will evaporate, but really slowly. Like I'm sure some of you all notice y'all been spilling water and it doesn't leave the next day. It only really evaporates if it's hot or if there's wind. Those are kind of the only really things that make water evaporate quickly. But alcohol will evaporate in seconds if you leave a drop. This is why, like, if you've ever seen, like, YouTube videos or, like, any videos of, like, people cleaning technology, 
or cleaning cell phones, cleaning those little um, those little speakers or like where your voice talks and stuff. Because like a lot of like gross stuff gets caught in there. Um, AirPod headphones, things like that. If you ever see them using a type of liquid, it's rubbing alcohol because it evaporates really quickly. So that's why people use that to clean electronics instead of soap and water because soap and water will almost not evaporate and it'll damage your stuff and get all wet and mess up with the electronics. But alcohol evaporates a lot faster, so it doesn't really give you that much damage to your phone. I mean, yeah, if you dip it in fucking alcohol, it might break. But if you're using a little Q-tip or a little toothbrush with a little bit of alcohol in it, it is not the same as if you have water because water is just going to take longer to evaporate. So alcohol is a volatile compound. So now that you know what a volatile compound, chemical, blah, 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 is, let's talk about how that relates to plants. Because plants, they be, they be farting, man. So since plants are outside, they crop dust and let the wind carry their signals throughout the air so other plants can smell and act accordingly. But we as humans, we kind of dumb because we talk using the change of air pressure. So when you speak, what you're basically doing is you're making the air molecules move in a pattern. And that pattern is our voice. Our voice is just, I mean, for lack of better terms, like our voice is like just singing. Like that's just like the note is right here. I speak like this. That's like a note. I'm speaking at a frequency. So that's just changing the air pressure. And it's kind of hard with plants because they don't do that. They do gases. And we know some because we can smell them, but there's a lot that we don't know. You know, scientists have been able to decode some of these messages, but not all of them. One of the main things we know that these messages are used for are alarms. So plants don't have mouths. So when they're in trouble, they just start farting to high hell so that other plants near them can get their defenses ready. But not all volatile compounds that come off of plants, like the gas, the farts, not all of them are alarms. Some smells that plants give off are for pollinators. You know, like a rose's beautiful smell. It ain't for you, ho. It's the plant's way of telling the bees, hey girl, food's ready. So that's kind of one way that plants use volatile compounds to communicate with other non-plants as well. Because bugs can also smell certain things that we can smell. So sometimes a plant will give off a certain odor that only some bugs or animals can smell. Like, um, I'm going to talk about the Venus flytrap, but there's like another carnivore plant that I believe it's the biggest, I think one of the biggest either leaves or flowers that a plant has. And it's like the corpse flower where it smells like shit up ass. And it's so that like animals think it's something dead. And then they go to it, fall into it, and the plant digests the, the animal. And that's, you know, that smell it is gross, but it's not necessarily to let other plants know, like, hey, something's happening. It's let the it's to let certain animals know, hey, girl, come in here and get you some of this ass. You know what I'm saying? And one of the main smells I'm sure that you're familiar with is freshly cut grass. For some people, it's a nice fresh smell. Um, you're just like, mm, it's summer or fucking spring, and you know, it just it smells clean and all that stuff. But actually, that's the grass releasing volatile chemicals into the air, telling the grass around them, yo, I'm getting eaten, 
So you hoes better prep the fuck up because it's about to get messy. So then the plants around can build up their defenses to either slow down or stop the predator that's cutting down the leaves. Cutting the grass is a little bit different because the grass doesn't know it's a lawnmower. They just think it's some big fucking metal cow. So if we were, if something was actually eating that grass, that smell would go to the other grasses and maybe create like a bitter taste in them or... I don't know, make the insides of them like kind of some some plants actually have like needles inside of them where when they're being eaten, the needles kind of like tense up and hurt the animal's mouth. So and that's a whole nother story about how plants defend themselves because, bitch, I learned a lot. And that's kind of what plants do. That's why they warn each other. They're not just warning the plant to be like, hey, bitch, I'm getting eaten over here. Like, goodbye. Like, bitch, they're over here saying, hey, you're next. But don't get it twisted because these volatile gases that plants give off, we can't we can't always smell them. There's a lot to plant communication that we still don't know. And, you know, sometimes the only way to analyze these gases is if we test it. You know, we test the air and we do certain things to the plant. I was watching this one um, video about these scientists talking about how they measure kind of the electrical signals that are going on in the plant, but how it's like really expensive, right? Because you have to hook up these expensive ass machines. They have to sense certain things. And then you have to like have all these different like testing procedures done on this plant in a very controlled environment. And I think that's really interesting that the reason why we don't know a lot about plants is just because the money isn't there to like invest in the study of them. So that's a really like interesting thing that I learned when doing this was that like we don't we don't we do not we don't not know things because we're ignorant. Sometimes it's just like who's gonna pay for it? You know what I mean? But one plant that I've seen a lot of videos where they talk about it and actually was my first introduction into plant language was the tomato plant so so tomato plants are constantly being attacked by bugs like aphids aphids are just like these little bugs that kind of like sit on the leaf and suck out all the good stuff and sometimes and they'll poop out like um was it honeydew it's like a sweet sugar which is crazy and you know some ants actually take aphids and like farm them and keep them as pets which is fucking wild, but let me tell you, ants, that's a whole nother subject. Um, but this little bug dig, digs deep into the plant leaf and sucks out all that yummy tomato plant juice. And just because plants have a ton of leaves, it doesn't mean that they don't care that they get eaten, bitch. Like, the leaves are there for a purpose. They're there to photosynthesize, girl. They're there to feed the plant. If the leaves aren't there, the plant's not eating. So even one leaf, the plant cannot afford to have that shit murdered. So the plant's freaking out. It's like, listen, hoes, we got to get this aphid off ASAP. So it starts its tactical defense team by releasing chemicals into the leaf specifically that make it taste nasty for the aphid. It also releases more volatile compounds into the air to warn other nearby plants. So this warning alarm is telling other tomato plants, listen, I got bed bugs and y'all might get some too. So get ready. And then those nearby tomato plants start making their own bug repellent. So now the tomato plants are warned so they can create this like sour or nasty tasting leaf. So now if like the aphids like, dude, this leaf's gross. I'm going to the next plant. Well, bitch, good luck because that one's also gross. So that's a way that plants kind of protect each other, which I think is so cool because it's just like one who gives a fuck about the other tomato plants. But in some ways, plants really are working together to stay alive. And I think 
that's a really interesting thing. Not all of them. Some are out competing other ones, some drain resources, all that stuff, just like people. But it's good to, it's cool to see how other plants not have a consciousness of other plants around them, but have an awareness that there are others that might be in danger. So I need help. I need to help them, which I mean, makes sense. It's a living, it's a living being. Like a plant is a living organism. Like it's alive. So yeah, of course. So plants are constantly under attack and they can't move. My hair, it don't move. And bugs and animals aren't their only problem. There's also something called microscopic fungi and bacteria. And y'all, y'all know what microscopic means. It means little. So even though plants communicate with smells and gases, it's not their only way of talking. Just like us. I mean, we don't only talk. We use hand gestures, facial expressions, texting, a lot of different ways to communicate. And so do plants. They're also able to exchange information about the environment, the soils, or even, like I mentioned before, their neighboring plants. And I'll get more into that when we talk about the root system because it is a whole entire network of things that we can't even see. Like when I talk about volatile compounds, when I talk about these farts that these plants be doing to communicate, that is only like 1% of like the amount of information that's being carried through the roots. Like it is just, it's... Uh, it's going to have its own episode, don't worry. But anyway, plants use electrical signals to communicate as well, just like us. You know, our brains are all electrical wires, and scientists have done their tests where it's kind of like a lie detector test. Um, If you've ever seen like a lie detector test where I think it's like reading kind of like if your heart goes up, if you're sweating, or like if you like flinch or whatever, and it has like these little like pen that's like writing these waves on a on a piece of paper that's kind of what these little machines look like they connect it to the plant and then the plant starts doing these little lines little waves to show that okay this plant's alive so scientists will change the temperature rip a leaf water too much don't water enough to see what type of signals the plants give off and one of the really cool plants that uses electrical signals to defend itself is the mimosa plant and i am in love with this plant i actually drove to like five different nurseries to find it yes i killed it in the end but anyway the mimosa plant is also called the sensitive plant because of how much it reacts to touch so the mimosa plant has a strategy designed to prevent itself from being eaten it has this sensory cell that responds to touch so when the leaf is touched by anyone anything the leaf will shoot an electrical signal down the stem of the leaf all the way to the base of the plant. This electrical charge causes the cell at the base to release charged particles. And a charged particle is just a particle with an electric charge. I've been done, had this conversation when I talked about lightning, so bitch, rewind and go listen to that episode because I talked about electrical charge particles, which a charged particle is what causes that little static. Whenever you touch a door and you get electrocuted, not electrocuted, but fucking stung or whatever, that's because you are electrically charged. And when you're charged up and you touch that, it moves the charge from your body to the metal which metal is conductive, and then it kind of shocks you a little bit. So think of that happening inside this little plant at the stem. 
And all this electricity draws out water from the plant cells, causing them to shrink. When the cells shrivel up, the leaf and the stem also quickly curl up. And it's really fast. Um, I I'm, I need to find, I'm going to find a video because I we need to post it. But this plant is so beautiful the way that it curls up. And that folding motion that it makes scares bugs to make it think it's a real bug. And then it stays curled up for a pretty long time. So if another bug comes by, it's like, ew, why do I want this fucking curled up fucking dry ass leaf when it's just playing a trick on you? Like, that is crazy, girl. Like, oh, I just, ugh, I can't. I, I literally cannot. Like, it's actually so cool. It makes me hard. Um, so I wouldn't call this a brain though. I wouldn't call this any, anything similar to a brain. Although we still all use electrical charges to survive the plants, the way that plants process information is very different from our brains. Although they use electricity like us, our brains help us process things in a completely different way. So can plants think? Maybe, maybe, but not the same way that we do. So I saw this really fun video on SciShow, which I think I've mentioned it in our older double features, but um, SciShow is just like a fun educational videos that you can watch. They have random questions, and they did this one video about if Venus flytraps can count, but it doesn't count in the same way that we do. Um, they're one of those popular carnivorous plants you know it has those leaves that look like two flaps where its flaps are green but then the inside looks red so it kind of looks like a mouth because it's nice and red on the inside and then it has like six little hairs on the inside and then around the trap it has like longer little hairs so when the trap closes um, think of it as like your fingers like whenever you touch your hands together and your fingers interlock that's what the plant does. It interlocks those little hairs to create a nice tight seal. And the inside of the mouth of the Venus flytrap has three hairs on each lip, making six. And the physical movement of these, they're called trigger hairs, is what makes the trap close. It's really complicated the way that the trap is going to close. So the only way that the trap will close is if Two of the hairs have been touched within 15 to 20 seconds apart from each other. That means I touch one little hair, I count one Mississippi, two Mississippi, all the way to 20, touch another one, and then it'll close. But that's really specific, right? Like, how does a plant know two hairs and also 15? Like, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't think. But the plant does. Like, it's essential for the plant to do that. Because if the Venus flytrap closed every single time one hair was touched, it would close all the time. I mean, things fly there all the time. Bitch, a fucking snake. Who knows? Like, I mean, water. It's in like a fucking, in a swamp. So it's constantly raining. So just because when it rains, it's not going to close. So all of those factors make sure that that trap doesn't close because when the trap closes, it releases a lot of energy because I mean, it's it's, it's like if you ran two miles every time your fucking trap closed, which that to the plant takes a lot of energy. And the only way the plant is getting nutrients is by eating stuff. It's not getting it from the soil because carnivorous plants don't get their nutrients from the soil. They get it from what they eat, which are bugs. So if it's not eating bugs, it's just constantly closing. Half of the traps are closed because of some random thing touched it. Then the plant's going to die. 
So it has to have this very specific mechanism to ensure that whenever it closes, it's actually closing on a real trap. And not just that, the plant also relies on the bug on the inside to keep moving and struggling to like survive for the plant to like digest it and know how much juice to put in there. Plants have these prehistoric biological mechanisms that help them react to changes in their environment. And that shit is really cool because that is years and years. And by by years, I mean millions, millions of years in the making. And I think that's really interesting. And you know, the crazy thing too is that carnivorous plants, they all don't have one common ancestor. I mean, they do. I mean, everything on earth has one common ancestor, but... When you talk about, you know, how they say people, we have like a common ancestor with with monkeys. That just means that at one point in our lives, we all met up at one point. But the cool thing about carnivorous plants is that a lot of them evolved independently from each other. So when you see different types of carnivorous plants, that's because that plant created itself which is ugh, so cool so cool anyway so some people might jump to conclusions and think well if plants can count then ergo what they can think but they don't have a conscious thinking like we do they're more responding to their environment than forming a thought and you know there are some similarities when we both use electricity to communicate quickly between our whole body yes that is true but the electrical communication networks in plants are very simple compared to animals. You know, they're not considered a true nervous system. So that means that no plant has a nervous system, but all animals do. The only animal that doesn't have a nervous system is like sponges and microscopic like blob type of things called like placozoans and mesozoans. Which, bitch, I don't know what the fuck those are, but they don't have a nervous system. And they're an animal, but that's it. So not having a nervous system just means that those electrical signals the plant produces, they don't arrive to a central hub like a brain. And there are other things that plants do that make them seem kind of human, but those are just some of the things that I found to kind of explain like if plants can feel pain or emotion. And... I genuinely think that they don't have an emotion per se, but I I don't know. I think this conversation is really interesting just because it kind of makes me think of like, what is being alive? What is being conscious? What What does really any of that mean? And what if there's just a type of conscious life that we just don't understand. Like, what if plants are just like, bitch, those fucking walking meat bags don't know shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I always wonder what exactly is going on consciously with the plant. And maybe that's just because I'm a human. So, like, I project a lot of my things onto non-human things, you know? Like, kind of like people who are like, aliens exist And then they draw aliens and it just looks like a person. It's kind of just like, okay, well, of course it's going to look like a person because you're projecting yourself onto this being and it's all you know. So it makes me think like, am I just thinking that plants have a consciousness because that's all I know? But I don't know. Plants are really cool. I hope you guys enjoyed that and I hope you think plants are fucking cool because there is more to come. So don't worry. Bye-bye.